The ones that hate me the most look just like me You tell me what that means Make a slick comment and see what that brings I've seen it go down, we can reenact things Extreme like BMXing These boys in they BMXing People in the city see the movement occurring And say, my God, I wanna be in that scene Right, you wanna be in this scene She had the video trying to be in this scene Used to fantasize about being this scene Bluegrass girl, but she got big dreams Can't touch me, I got instincts Locked in the house, but I'm plotting things I brought a gang to the party with me Five white boys, but they not in sync <laughs> What y'all think? Everything that you say about me My dogs like to play Madden in 2K But one thing they don't do is play about me My homeboy Tyler, he playing South Beach He told me this summer he gon' fix my jumper I told Boy Wonder that we might got a thumper I been tryna pop, now I'm on like Shumper Now they on my bumper Green room chock full of all my comforts Hotel room like heaven on earth Got angels Pro Nemo, Lucy and Keith, Sloop Clay Tufo, and I got a few more. I call my brothers. I got a lot of flows, and they all like butter. Ooh. You know it. What's going on, Internet? Analytic here, aka Dreams, and I would like to welcome you to mine, which I call the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast. I'm a hip hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of pop culture mixed in. For episode 25, we're going to be getting into Juice World and Kid Leroy, Jack Harlow, Mass Effect 5 and Persona 5 Strikers. But before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social media, <laughs> social medias, and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Also, make sure to share this podcast and rate this show five stars as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now that we got the intro out of the way, let's get into the quote of the pod. Okay, getting into the quarter of the pod, we're going to be starting with Juice World and Kid Leroy. So, for those that don't know, these two guys have had a, a interesting uh, relationship as far as like being artists and just the whole story interchange. Well, not interchanging, but just coming together and how they like met each other was pretty interesting. So. Because the Killer Roy for me came out of nowhere. I thought he was an industry plant, but once I learned about his story, <laughs> I found out that they actually had like a huge relation. Not huge, but they had a pretty good uh, relationship whenever when they when Killer Roy would be in the room and Juice World would be making songs to Juice World actually wanting to give him give him a feature because he believed in him. So the, their whole story is pretty interesting. So that's what we're gonna go over. Um, in this segment and also we're going to start with just the song itself so a new song came out called reminds me of you it's not the first time kid Leroy has dropped a song with juice world and vice versa but this one came out for um to just to roll into the next year i believe i don't know for which project i don't know if it's juice worlds or kid Leroy's, but this it, it sounds like it's it, they're going to be trying to push this as a single type uh well, it seems like they're going to push this as a single. So, apparently there was another version of it. So, Kid Leroy took to Twitter to thank um, a person named Kim P- Petras or Kim Petras. I don't know. But basically thanking her for, uh, or him, I don't know, for allowing him to, to put out that version of the song. So, and then he also went took to Instagram putting out the cover art for the song. 
um, just thanking Juice World for how he motivated him and just inspired him and basically said without him there would be no uh without juice world there'd be no killer roy so which i agree with that 100 because I, I definitely did not know who killer roy was until he came out with a song with juice world um what was that song called it, it was a original the very first song that they put out together i thought was fire so I think that was the, the one where Juice World gave him a feature for his birthday that cost like $200,000 uh, at the time. So that was a pretty generous uh, birthday gift. Uh, let me look up the song that I was talking about with Killeroy and Juice World because they have chem. I mean, you can obviously tell they have chemistry. I, I don't think they would. Oh, it was called Go. So Go was a pretty catchy song in my opinion. And that's what really my first time. Um, listening to Killer Roy was Go featuring Juice World, so definitely if it wasn't for Juice World, he wouldn't well, at least be on my radar, you know. So, uh, so Kim Petras is a <laughs> I can confirm <laughs> Kim Petras is the uh, actual woman. So I thought I didn't know if it was a woman, man. You know, you never know nowadays. Um, so I guess she was managing. Well, either. Basically, she was involved in the process and giving him that version of the song with Juice World's verse to make a like to put it out. So, um, so getting into how Juice World had a huge impact on Killer Roy's uh, life. Just one of the reasons that juice world is so impactful as far as like hip-hop in general it's just because of how transparent he was and you know some with some artists you can kind of tell who's transparent and who's not because people will come out and and say like oh yeah i met that guy he was totally different from you know what he portrayed um but some people if if a it's kind of like it goes to the same like if there's smoke there's fire if a lot of people or if most if not all people are saying that juice world is, is exactly the same person like anxiety filled teenager then it's just one of those things that it, it it doesn't take too much to actually throw trash on a person's character you know so for that many artists to come out and to speak on juice world's impact saying this comparing it to like biggie and Tupac, that, that's a huge um, comparison. So you will have stories like you have to have stories like this with Kid Leroy, in my opinion, to even like be considered that type of person. Because Kid Leroy's having a pretty good career, and it's, it's basically off of the back of, of Juice World. Like whether he passed away or not, he Juice World gave him a feature while he was here. Like. So Juice World believed in this kid, uh, kid, and for him to blow up like this, it was pretty. Uh, it's pretty telling on the impact of and the influence of uh, Juice World's, like just, just like energy, you know, just him lending his energy to to feature on your song. So he he was giving his story on like his come up, quote unquote, and what it was like to live with Juice World. So he he lived. He was uh, 16 to 17, and 
he he moved to Los Angeles, signed with Lil Bibby, um, Grade A Productions, which Lil Bibby also signed Juice World, which is I think Lil Bibby stopped rapping because he signed Juice World. Like when you sign Juice World, that I'm at, that's like signing Drake. Like you, you made it. <laughs> like that was it. Like that's you can stop making music. You can stop whatever other ventures you was going into. Like you signed the biggest artist in the world. You 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 did a good job. So Kid Leroy signed with Lil Bibby as well. Had had uh, was working to to make a hit or put out a hit and started to go with Juice World on arena tour. So he was with Juice World on tour uh, while Juice World was huge and doing everything, his collab tape with Future, his Death Race for Love, while he was like arena tour, uh, Killer Roy was with him. So he's been with him for, for a while in LA. And so he was just talking about the the, the experiences with Juice World and, and everything. And he said something that was pretty, um, I don't know, he said something that was pretty like, pretty stand out to me so i don't know if i could find that okay so yeah he said he was living with juice world for the- i can't play that song because it reminds me okay that just play that played from the article like we're gonna get into the snippet of a song but that just played from the article but anyways um killer was saying that he, he was living with juice world for the first three months before he even moved his family out like to la so he, he was really banking on um this music career and also he said he was living with his juice world and his girlfriend and all his friends so he was basically part of juice world's uh entourage and he he would say well he said that he would be in the juice world would be in the studio every day recording a, a lot of songs and killer roy would just go in there and just watch him and see how he was doing it you know it, it was just it was a pr- pretty interesting statement on how juice world was just open to people seeing his creative process and, and not really you know because some artists be like uh kicking everybody out the room just for one song you know like they, they tell them to get out so they can focus and try to make a a, a, a hit quote unquote but with juice world it seems like him having people around was kind of part of the creative process and so for Killer Roy to speak on that, on how open Juice World was to just embracing him, that, that stood out to me a lot. So now we're going to get into the snippet of the Killer Roy and Juice World song called Reminds Me of You. And I'm gonna play, I think I'm going to play the chorus and then I'm going to play like Juice World, World's uh, verse and then that's going to be it. So here it is right now. Um, Juice World, Kill Roy reminds me of you. Go there, it reminds me of you. I don't want to do that, it reminds me of you. Cut off all my friends because they remind me of you. I can't drink again because I'm reminded of you. I don't want to do that, reminds me of you. Everything and everywhere reminds me of you. Gotta stop eyes, oh, some fresh air. I'm still in the club, so you pull up with your rebound. Remind me again. Oh. Who kicked who out whose house? Remind me again. Who's f***ing on who now? Fighting for my heart and baby, I never lose. No, I can't get high cause it reminds me of you. If you ever needed me, girl, I was flying to you. Told you that I loved you, girl, I wasn't lying to you. Fighting for my heart and baby, I never lose. 
high cause it reminds me of you If you ever needed me, girl, I was flying to you Told you that I loved you, girl, I wasn't lying to you So that was a snippet from the Juice World uh, and Killer Roy song reminds me of you. I think the song was was pretty. Uh, I think the song was pretty solid. I think they, they they definitely have better songs together, but this song is solid in my opinion. I don't think it's nothing like I don't think it's gonna t go too crazy like as far as, like as a single, but. As far as the single as well, as far as the track as a whole, I would say it's not bad. And so, yeah, that's all I really had to talk about with the Kid Leroy and Juice World because I know their dynamic is getting to a point where people notice how often like Kid Leroy's puts out these songs with Juice World because it's not an easy task. And a lot of artists would like Juice World features, like one of the best streaming artists we have in the game right now. So. Yeah, Juice World that is. That's what I was talking about. So, um, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of the song? And do you think the uh, Kid Leroy will have a long career? So basically, I'm asking, do you think he will have longevity? And that's all I really. I just want to leave y'all with that. And now we're gonna switch it up and get into music. Okay, getting into music, we're going to talk about Jack Harlow's new album called That's What They All Say. And I just have to say, this is one of the best album covers I've seen in in, uh, in, a, in a while. Like, just just the album cover just embodies the lifestyle of, of a rapper, you know? Because a lot of people show vlogs and just... When they come out with documentaries of them being in the cars and people coming up to it, so I mean, I was just waiting for somebody to make an album cover of it. Like I'm, I, I'm pretty sure he wasn't the first one to do this, but it just stood out to me because the um, the way that it was just handled. Because he had this, he had a certain album cover. Since this is audio, you you guys won't be able to see what I'm talking about, but. I, well, for the segment, you'll probably see the, the cover. But as far as the second cover, what I'm talking about, where he where he revealed the track list, that was a different cover with the same premise of uh, the same concept. And just both of the albums was really good, in my opinion. Like, just really embodied how the 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 artist, you know, just goes through his his. Uh, press tour like you know what i mean when you're going from place to place people do come up to your cars a lot and obviously you you see that with with uh jack harlow so he dropped that he he dropped a new album um it was pretty intense it was pretty high i don't know if it was highly anticipated i mean people was waiting for it but it wasn't like man if i don't get that jack harlow i don't know how i'm gonna sleep at night <laughs> like it wasn't one of he's not one of those type artists just yet but he he's had a few um, pretty um, well performing singles. So he had the multi platinum release with What's Poppin', which really put him on the scene. Then he had the remix with full of rappers, like full of just people who can rap with Tory Lanez, Lil Wayne, and, and the baby. 
uh produced by boy wonder and uh well no no actually okay and then he put out another track so that was two you had the what's poppin and what's poppin remix technically the two different songs uh then you had tyler hero that he put out which was produced by boy wonder and scott storch and that song uh did pretty well i believe on streaming platforms and then he had the song and then he had the single he put out like three or four days i think before the album which was called way out featuring big sean which y'all know how i feel about like big sean so that song was fire um 15 tracks other guest appearances included like Lil baby adam levine <laughs> um bryson tiller chris brown and estg interesting so as you can tell jack harlow definitely didn't uh waste any time using his industry connects to get some pretty prominent features first track after the intro literally has one of the best streaming artists in the game which is Lil Baby so that song was well I'm getting ahead of myself so basically what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go through the track list like I usually do with these out new album releases and I'm gonna play my three favorite songs from the album so for this album it's pretty I want to say it's top heavy but um I feel like when I first heard What's Poppin' and Tyler Hero, I was getting a feel for him rapping over those type of beats because he has really I don't know if somebody picks the beats for him, but uh, Jack Harlow has pretty good like beat selection. Like the, the way he selects beats and just chooses the different variety of beats and just making it unique is it, very um it's just very obvious you know it's it's something that you can tell when, when somebody has it like with rick ross i'm not comparing them to rick ross like as an artist overall but um with with uh the the beats on on the album you can always tell when an artist is, is struggling to pick like certain beats like, cause it wouldn't flow, it wouldn't have no type of like cohesion, and the, the tracks just wouldn't, it just wouldn't mesh. And with on, I'm not saying like that doesn't happen on this album. I'm gonna get to that in a second. Like this album's not perfect at all, but the beats selection for the singles is is pretty, pretty prevalent. Like it, it's not it's not something that's normal. Like he doesn't go, he doesn't choose any normal beats for his singles so with tyler hero with what's popping and way out featuring big sean which was the three singles all those beats was pretty unique in the uh hip-hop atmosphere so hopefully that made sense <laughs> so with the rendezvous uh, song rendezvous i don't know why he spelled it like that uh that's the first track is that well that's the intro track i think that was pretty solid nothing too crazy pretty uh solid intro track didn't blow me away but also wasn't bad then we get into number uh track number two which kicks it off with featuring Lil Baby and that's that song was pretty uh if I had to wrap it up in one word I would say short and 
I don't think that's a bad thing. I think he has a um I don't know if Jack Harlow has a problem with writing not verses. I mean I would I would think he writes his own verses with some of the phrases he comes up with. But with him in these songs, like I wonder if it's hard for him to write multiple like verses you know what i mean basically i'm saying there's not really too many verse threes on this album like you know what i mean like it, it's pretty one verse and and then get out of there you know it's, it's not something that i'm looking I, I was looking at the track list and it was just like a bunch of two minute and like 30 second songs which is not bad i mean i think that's like the norm nowadays but they have a song with Lil Baby to only be two minutes. Like, I don't know if they did not. I'm, like, you, they would had to had to, like, have looked at the analytics or something and did that on purpose. Because I'm looking at the rest of this track list. And none of the songs are even close to, to two minutes. So, I'm, I'm like, why would you make the song with the best chance of... This is the, like, best feature on the album, Lil Baby, as far, like, streaming-wise. Not vert, like not quality wise, but streaming wise, numbers wise, this is the best feature on the album. And to only make it two minutes is pretty confusing. So I don't know if he has trouble writing verses or not doesn't know what else to come up with. But I just noticed that. So, and then I noticed it again with track number three going into 21C slash Delta. 21. Um, oh, okay. Actually, okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. I was actually gonna play a snippet from that. So. After talking all that, I actually like Facing My City enough to make it one of my picks of, of the three songs off the album. So here is Baby's verse. <laughs> we're going to get it's funny. We're going to uh, start start off this uh, Jack Harlow album snippet with Lil Baby. So but anyways, we're going to get into uh, Facing My City featuring Lil Baby. And we'll listen to Lil Baby's verse right now. Look, I'm sh- Hotel, some bitty, gotta doin' my bidding. You change, no kidding. Wasn't always this pretty. I'm the man of my city, yeah. Can't f with me, nah. Book bag 350, cash. Got my hand on my blicky. My swag on dance for real. First come, then I'm paying the bills. Bums, they got nowhere to live. Ain't chasing nothing but me some ill. Ain't beefing with them, they kids. I should put them over my knees, thank them. I was thinking that they would have been thankful. Pretty she be killing them mangles. We turn a killer right into an angel. I start demolishing shit when I'm angry. But don't be following me that day. Still in the park with my little hitters banging. I ran my projects before I was famous. Straight from the bottom, you know I ain't changed. Everything cash, you know how I play. Like I love her, she know I ain't stand. Pass her the dog, and you know how I play. Act like I'm dumb, but you know I ain't crazy. Big baby. On the face of my city. Co-signed by Diddy. Hard liquor, I'm sh- Hotel, some bitty. Yeah, so... After that, the song, like, ends. Like, that's it. And so, I don't... Yeah, I think he probably has a problem making, like, verse two and threes. Like, I think that's a... that That's a... That's a... Uh, area of improvement for him. Like, you know, this is... A, I don't know if I said that right. Basically, he needs to improve in that area. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to put it. Like, he needs to work on making verse two and threes for, for tracks. But, you know... So getting into the the third track, which is, is goes to my point again, 21C Delta is three minutes and 34 seconds, but it's two songs. Like it's, it's 
and I think 21C is only like a minute and 40 some seconds like I don't know if he runs out of ideas or doesn't know what else to do with the beat so he just goes to another song and puts it on the end of this one but this is basically two songs and I say all that to say this is another one of my standouts on the album so uh i don't know what it is about 21c but i just like the vibe that he ca- he caught with the with the track and as you can probably heard it like go off a little bit but i'm gonna play a little snippet of it of 21c not De- i mean i like delta too but i just felt like a lot of these these beats he was choosing not singles wise because you know how i feel about the single beat uh the beats for the singles he chose but the non-single type rapping uh, tracks on this album, they was very slow and just him just rapping. So very, I wouldn't say Drake inspired because it's not like Drake was the first one to rap over slow beats. But it, it, it just feels like he he probably gets a lot of inspiration from Drake, which is nothing wrong with that. Like it, it's something that a lot of artists should do. I mean, he's the most successful artist. Like he's the most successful artist ever. Like if you think about it, or he's just, or he's on his way to becoming it, you know. So, no, I think it's, I think it's ever. I don't think it, anybody's ever really. He's having a LeBron type run in hip hop. Like people don't know when he's gonna fall out of his prime, let alone fall off. So, yeah, twenty one C, twenty one C slash Delta. I really like this like combination of two songs. The only thing again with my problem is is. He needs to work on writing verse two and threes for these beats. So we're gonna get into the snippet of 21C slash Delta right now. First name, last name, date of birth. Nigga bad, sign paperwork. Once the ink dries, can't say a word. Just another day of work. Keep the even though I love you, you should say it first. She in med school, I wanna date a nurse. I know you've been hurt, I don't wanna make it worse, but I know that I'm liable to make it worse, yo. Oh my, she's so fly. Nine to five, but she wanna be somebody. I can tell you need somebody. Put that thing on me, cause I need somebody. Girl, I'm at the 21 seat, come find me. I want you to be the one I keep beside me. Baby, don't stop, can you keep massaging? I know that you probably think I keep some Besides the point, got the windows tinted, can't find your boy. Lock it down, have the hours at a private joint. They treat me different in the city, on the pride and joy. Got a couple old flames that I'm trying to avoid. Got a couple things with me she ain't tried before. But what you waiting on? Oh my, she's so fly. Nine to five, but she wanna be somebody. So, as you can tell by the chorus and just the verse, like it was very smooth. And then it just cut to Delta, which is not bad. I mean, I like Delta too. But I just wish he would have fleshed that out, uh, fleshed that beat out a little bit more. So, uh, get into the, what were we on? Fourth track? No, I lost my track list. Okay, getting into the fourth track funny seeing you here i thought that track was pretty solid again this is what i was talking about with the beats he chose for the non-singles it was more slow paced and him just rapping and it feels like it was heavily uh inspired by drake but that's sack that track <laughs> sack that track was solid so uh getting into track number five with way out featuring big sean obviously you know i had to play the every 
I don't know what it is about Big Sean, but he's been killing every feature that he's been on. Like every album that has him as a feature, he just outraps them by like a mile. Like it's not even close the way he, he like whatever the way Big Sean handles the beat and the way that the actual artist who chose it handles the beat is totally different. Like Big Sean just is on a just whole different playing field, really. Yeah, I, I can't I mean he's already he did the track with uh, I think Benny the Butcher called Timeless with Lil Wayne so he has been on some track he has been on a track with like really solid lyricists but I don't know he just takes over like I, I feel like he takes over I don't know but it may just be because I'm biased but we're gonna play a snippet of it because this is my third of the that's why I was saying it, this album was kind of top heavy in my opinion because a lot of the songs that stood out to me was in the beginning of the album so we're gonna play this track basically for Big Sean um and you can tell me if he smoked this uh verse or not this girl got a bait now but she still let me stay now I can tell who's on the way 25 shows check the pair I ain't going home I'm gonna stay out hate you when they looking for a way out I just sit back and let it play out she gon' let me hit it any day now What you gon' say now? Of my ex-girl got a bait now But she still let me stay now Yeah I get paid to do me, that's a fact check I run it up, then retrace my last steps I'm in the eardrums, talking about assets Do you wanna, hold up, I ain't even asked yet She got her hair done, she finna need it redone What that so good Stuck it in, damn, that almost made me pre I let her give me some advice like I need some Booked up, tell her dumb, read some I'm annoying it. I'm the boss, I done came out of pocket so much You thought that I was disjointed They pointed me towards your disc, mm, I'm disappointed My ex treat me like I ain't there What happened to the feelings and love that we still share Just like the girls who got my name tatted and covered up I know deep down, under the surface, it's still there still there. Hey, she gon' let me hit it anything now What you gonna say now? Yeah, so as you just heard, that verse was pretty He definitely didn't waste no time getting into the, the, the quality and substance of, uh of his topic <laughs> so yeah um that verse was that that verse was pretty fire one of his i want to say best verses of uh 2020 because he has some crazy verses especially with um i think it was called lithuania with uh travis scott you already know how i feel about that verse like you, probably if you go back and look at my uh, detroit 2 big sean you could probably type in detroit 2 mass effect and it'll pop up but th that whole album <laughs> well, I mean that whole album was filled with good rapping, but that particular song with the Michael Jackson and Prince, that whole uh section, that whole flow, that that was out of this world. But anyways, okay, back to Jack Harlow. <laughs> um track number 6, Already Best Friends featuring Chris Brown. Now, a lot of people like this track on social media that I saw, so um I also liked it as well. Um I'm a huge Bit Chris Brown fan. I think he's the best. I think he's the best artist to ever do it. So, like, just talent-wise, singing, rapping, dancing, painting. I mean, he's literally an artist in every sense of the word. I think he's the greatest artist to ever live. So, I think that track was a good mesh. Sometimes you put two artists together and and it's kind of off. But with uh, Jack Harlow and Chris Brown. I think it worked out great so track number seven keep it light it was um 
I mean, it was a light track. Now I'm just playing. I actually like this. This was this was one of the standouts to me as well. Again, rapping over slow beats, which is not a bad thing. I'm just pointing it out. And I think he really got into his bag with this one. And he ended it with the phone call from, I think it was his mom. So that was just a great song. So very standout track, in my opinion. Uh, number eight, track number eight, Cream. It was, wasn't... Definitely wasn't the stand down like number seven, like keep it light, but Cream was okay. I would say Cream was okay, and, and that was it. Track number nine, same guy featuring Adam Levine. I thought that track was pretty solid. I liked it. That was it. <laughs> That's all I got for that track. <laughs> so, track number 10, uh, Route 66 featuring ESTG. Now, as weird as that featured, like, as weird as that featured artist name is. I think the track was overall solid and I think he added a unique um he added unique vocals on the track because the I think he, he had like a deep voice I think no no okay I'm pretty sure he had a deep voice and with Jack Harlow I mean it was just a great um it was a great variety in, in how the the voices was used over the beat so um, and then you have track number 11, Tyler Hero, the second single to come out before the album. I actually think this is one of Jack Carlo's. Well, I mean, he doesn't. Yeah, I guess I can't really say that because it's not like he has a big, huge discography. But this is one of this. Let's just say this is one of my favorite tracks from him that he's put out. I mean, it just embodies everything he is. I mean, literally like a, a, a white kid from Kentucky. <laughs> Featuring another white kid that went to Kentucky. So, it, it just made sense. Uh, track number 12, Love is Dro. Featuring Bryson Tiller and Static Major. I didn't really... I like this track, but you know I'm a... Bryson Tiller, in my opinion, has one of the best albums of 2020. But on this track, his voice sounds off. Doesn't sound like the mixing he used for his album. And I mean, call me crazy or whatever, but that that's just how... Like, listening to him on this track i don't think somebody messed up his vocals like i i and i know he he has a lot of uh compression and just a lot of effects on his voice because if you ever heard him talk in the interview it, it's totally different so whenever he sings you can tell that he's using a lot of effects to to create that sound and with this track it, it just seems a little off it seems like whoever had the <laughs> whoever had the stems <laughs> for this track uh they did that they, they definitely didn't um they didn't do him justice so yeah and then 13 of course you have what's popping which is just start it started the whole uh jack harlow wave so you know that that song is 14 baxter avenue it was a nice attempt at an outro. I think it was solid, but the the whole slow, the whole rapping over slow beats. I don't know if it does it for me because the singles are all him fast paced. You know what I mean? And of course, at the end, I mean you got to slow it down a little bit. But like, I don't know. I feel like he could have came a little bit harder. And so, fifteen, you end with the biggest. Uh, remix off of the album with the only remix featuring the baby Lil Wayne and Tory Lanez I'm surprised he didn't take you know that was a huge topic I think he actually um I think he actually 
answered why he didn't want to take um, Tory Lanez off the track because you know with the whole Megan situation but I don't really know his reasoning I could probably look it up which I'm actually doing right now <laughs> but because you know with him being white and him having Tory Lanez on his album it's, it's not the greatest look when this beach okay so that yeah had a all type of like ads just pop up when you click on the article but anyways back to my point with him being white and and having Tory Lanez on a on his album it it could be a bad look for him so I'm surprised he didn't take him off because Kalani took took uh, him off her song cannot but Giancarlo didn't remove his verse at all which he could have like there's three dudes on the track so it's not gonna change too much like even though Tory Lanez killed it like I think the, as far as like ranking of verses go on on what's popping I think it was Lil Wayne Tory at number two Jack Carlo then the baby I don't know why I have the baby at last the baby last like it was like they both came with it like they both came with their verses I was just giving a ranking I definitely like the Batman <laughs> I like the Batman bar off of uh what's popping remix he said he, he'll, he'll beat somebody up like he's Batman and then pull up in the Batmobile I thought that was pretty funny because of what happened to Cam Cole Hart but um yeah for those that know about the baby we're just gonna leave it at that so, what? I can't find why he said. He said, okay, so he said, quote, there's a certain type of integrity you have to have to keep as an artist. He says, I don't, just a lot of judgment and laziness. People aren't perfect, bro. <laughs> I feel like people should be able to recover from their mistakes. Yeah, that's a huge, that's a pretty huge statement. I'm not going to lie. Coming from a white guy and the, the incident of in, involving a, a shooting of a, of a black woman being shot, I would think he would get a little bit more backlash for that, but I guess not. <laughs> I guess people just like whatever. So I guess they're whatever with it. And so that was the end of the, the 15 track album. It was, it was pretty overall it was a pretty solid to like average um outing like he's had a lot of albums but this is the most commercialized album so with having little baby on your second track i think that song would take off because i mean little baby uh, he just streams well and then all the other tracks on his I don't see any of these other ones really taking off. Yeah, I don't see any of these other ones taking off. Because, I mean, you have the one with Chris Brown, which a lot of people like on social media. But the ba Lil Baby's definitely going to have the biggest streaming numbers. And I don't see another artist that would be able to help him out in, in album sales. And Which is not all about album sales. It's about the, the quality, overall quality of the pro pro uh, product. And the quality of product to me is very average. Um, I don't know if that's a, how most people feel, but just with what's popping being the biggest track off the album, still, I mean, it's the same year, but I don't really see. I would think, I, I just expected more. I mean, you came with Tyler Hero, which was fire. 
and then you came with this to track with Big Sean, which Big Sean doesn't. As much as I, you may think I have a bias for Big Sean, he doesn't. He's not one of the top streaming artists. Like he, he's not gonna do too much for your numbers. You know, he's gonna help him out, but not too much. So, I just thought he would have came with another one on the actual album, but it, it seems like the other one is the one with Lil Baby. So I don't know. Maybe this album is fire. Maybe I'm just hating. <laughs> maybe maybe him being, you know, with... with. But let's just say, with, with it being hip-hop, harder standards or harder rules are put on, on certain people because, you know, they're in the culture, so you got to make sure they respect it. But I think Jack Harlow respects it. So I think he'll be around for a little bit. So, yeah, uh, click my link tree. Let me know uh, on one of my social medias. What do you think of the album? And what is your top three favorite songs off of the album? I would definitely be interested to hear that. So now we're going to switch it up and get into gaming. Okay, getting into gaming. So with the with the name of, of my podcast... This is something that's always like any type of little teaser, trailer, screenshot, Photoshop. Now just play. <laughs> but basically, okay, so we're gonna be talking about Mass Effect Five, and any type of news that that involves this type of Mass Effect is going to be covered by somebody who literally based his podcast name off of the game. So. The trailer came out during the Game Awards, which we're going to talk about that in another, um, probably in the next podcast, we're going to talk about that. So we're going to get into, yeah, we're going to get into whatever that was. So but anyways, one of the positive things coming out of the Game Awards is that Mass Effect 5 it was announced. And I mean, it's not going to be called Mass Effect 5. It, it, it was just... I mean, we don't know what we're gonna call it. What we're we gonna call it? What they called it in the, in the trailer? Mass Effect soon to uh, more to come or some whatever phrase they use. Basically, it's a, it's another one. It's another Mass Effect game, and we don't know if it's a, a sequel to Andromeda or if it's uh, going off of the trilogy. So we're just calling it Mass Effect Five. And also, even though they gave us a, a teaser trailer in the in the Game Awards, which you could look up if you want to, the Mass Effect teaser trailer. But a lot of people are saying that it's still years off, like with development and just building the game from the ground up. Which is not a bad thing, in my opinion, because you want them to take your time, take their time with this type of game, even though it's been a little bit. Because I don't know when Andromeda came out, but I know it wasn't anytime soon. But obviously, with with GTA, um, well, no, I can't compare that game to GTA because GTA is this whole is a whole nother monster. Like they're still adding content. Like, did you see? For those that watch the Game Awards, did you see GTA actually add more? Like they're adding more heists to the game. Like I don't know how many heists they have at this point, but I remember playing. I don't know. This makes me. I don't know. This makes me feel old. I'm not even old. I remember a point when we was not even thinking about heist in, in GTA Online. Like it wasn't even, it was like a far off concept, like a heist. What is that? So for them to have this many heists, 
nowadays it's pretty uh it's pretty interesting to see how they just took the franchise and just just built and built and just are, are still building on that foundation of a I think a 10-year-old game like it's just crazy it's just craziness anyways back to mass effect so they said this game is not going to come out for years it was a teaser trailer for a new game they don't know if it's going to be the ex- uh they don't know if it's going to be the sequel to andromeda or another addition to the trilogy but for people who are looking to scratch that mass effect itch sometime soon the Mass Effect Legendary Edition is launching this spring. Well, 2021. Well, 2021, yeah. So, 2021 spring. And that collects the first three... That is a collection of the first three Mass Effect games into a single remastered bundle. But EA and Bioware have yet to show gameplay of those remastered games. So, we don't know how good it looks. I just... I mean... Comparing it to the original graphics, the upgrade should be drastic and it should be very night and day type before and afters with the re- remaster. Like if it comes out and they and people are like, you have to. If it comes out, like I said with the PS5 and the PS4, if it comes out and there's only like slightly changes, like oh there's more light, I'm gonna be pretty upset because a lot of people was wanting a fully remastered game with gameplay changes and and just um update basically if they if they come out and they and this remaster is like a andromeda type gameplay with the, the trilogy then that would be a huge dub because that was one thing that andromeda did do well and that was the combat now as far as the bugs and glitches and the story being kind of weird yeah but the mass effect trilogy definitely needs to hurry up and come out because a lot of people are waiting for been waiting for a remaster for for like forever but also get into some of the more details of the mass effect 5 obviously it's being developed by bioware it was an it was announced it was announced during the uh, game awards show and the release date there is no release date because it's in the early stages it's 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 like far off like they say like 2022 or 23 or 24 like it's not coming out anytime soon like i don't even people like they gave us they gave us a teaser trailer basically to tell us that like we hear you we're actually gonna work on on another mass effect game instead of putting out all these other games that we own that nobody cares about (laughs) So, and they're actually giving us remaster of the original trilogy. So that should at least hold us over for like a year or two. But for this, they're, they're talking about 2023 and 2024. Like, goodness. Um, Getting into the story and setting, a lot of people speculated that this was going to be a sequel to Andromeda and in addition to the trilogy, which, I mean, it could be both. It could be both at the same time, but it doesn't really like count if you know what I'm saying. Like any addition to the franchise is gonna be addition to the trilogy. Like it is, that's just how. Like Andromeda was an addition addition to the trilogy. So 
that didn't really tell me too much because I think a person who did, was developing or whatever came out and said that that was a great theory, basically hinting to the fact that that was true. But I still don't think that reveals too much. So, because with Andromeda, the, the gameplay was great. Like the, the Mako, they, they made the Mako work better than it did in Mass Effect 1. Um, the, the biotic abilities combined with just the other abilities and you could, it wasn't no classes it was very customizable and you could really make your own player so with the gameplay with andromeda it was just fantastic but the bugs killed it like the bugs and glitches made that game virtually unplayable like there was a lot of game breaking bugs like can't come can't go to a checkpoint game like, I ran into bugs, and I, I rarely run into bugs in, in video games. I mean, I do, but, like, game-breaking, like, I can't even go to a next checkpoint because this doesn't want to work. Like, that's very frustrating, which is something that Cyberpunk 2077 is going through right now because, yeah, that game was getting held back for a reason. <laughs> we see, which I was saying that, like, when I, I said that in my Cyberpunk 2077 No Early Review segment that I've heard that whenever... A game doesn't let you put out reviews until like a day or two before the game actually releases. That's a huge red flag for the for a AAA title. Like you should never have your reviews coming out a day before the game releases because that just means you're not confident in your game, or it means you're hiding something. And for CG uh, CD Projekt Red, that was true with them hiding the bugs and glitches. I mean, they said they pushed it back to fix it, but when the final product comes out and it's and it's still and i'm not even talking about like a, a here a bug here and there like they're a huge like i i was watching a video where a whole like um it was a whole like van popped out of nowhere on top of this guy's car while he was driving doing a mission like that's just unacceptable so yeah that's why andromeda wasn't received that well and as far as what i'm telling uh, as far as what i've been hearing Andromeda story was promising, but nothing like CD uh, Cyberpunk 2077. So that's why people are putting up with that more than uh, Andromeda. So as far as Mass Effect 5's gameplay, expect them to copy the Andromeda gameplay, but just probably upgrade it a little bit. And when I say upgrade it, I mean like just add new additions or whatever people was asking to be like you know little little quality of life fixes so they shouldn't touch the andromeda gameplay too much but they should probably tweak it with uh, a a little bit so yeah a lot of people are waiting for the for this trilogy and and for this remaster it's something that not a lot of people like when the game comes out not a lot of people will stop everything they're doing just to play that game. Which a lot of people said that was Cyberpunk 2077. But with Mass Effect 5, like when this game when this game eventually comes out, and if it's like if the rollout is great and the promises are, are there, you know, a lot of people are gonna stop what they're doing to play this game just like they did with Cyberpunk 2077. So it's just one of those one of those games that the fan base is always going to be there and it's never going to go away until 
Bioware just says that we're never uh, adding, we're never putting out another addition to the Mass Effect trilogy. So stop asking us. Like until they say that, these type of expectations will be placed upon them by the huge, and I mean, I mean huge like cult fan base. <laughs> it's pretty, uh, it's pretty big. <laughs> so yeah. That's all I really wanted to get into with the Mass Effect 5. I wanted to get into the story, which I did. I want to get into the overview with the the comparisons to Andromeda and just... Oh, and I also wanted to talk about the Legendary Edition again with the remaster, which I believe I did that. So, yeah, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know what you think of Mass Effect 5 being teased. And just a fun question, like... What do you think they're actually going to call this Mass Effect? Like, is it going to be Mass Effect? Nah, I'm not even going to guess the name. But yeah, just let me know. Like, what name do you think they're going to go with for Mass Effect 5? So now we're going to switch it up and get into pop culture. Getting into pop culture, we're going to talk about persona 5 strikers now i always like to throw these games like or just throw these games in the mix and talk about them because i i honestly try to keep up with the gaming like just the gaming field and and, and what's anticipated and, and highly anticipated and what's looking like it's going to try to take over and for the Persona 5 Strikers announcing that it will come out on a Switch, PS4, and Steam in February. It's one of those things that the action RPG is is very uh, well, like it's is very much cared for. Like it has its own fan base. So I always try to talk about games that like that has a fan base because like at, at the end of the day. If they don't have anybody talking about the game, I mean, <laughs> then there's no, it's just, it's really, with video games, the biggest thing is, is word of mouth. And if nobody talks about your game, then like, you're not going to get that many sales. So that's why Cyberpunk 2077 hype was so high. And, and that's why all these other games who, who are like AAA games that just do, just do so well, like uh, Twitch, Twitch wise facebook gaming wise is because of word of mouth and from the streamers i mean just look at among us so getting into the overview of persona 5 strikers is an action rpg following up to persona 5 well it's an action an action rpg i don't know why i read it like that coming out for the nintendo switch playstation forum and steam on february 23rd The developer Atlas confirmed that that it will. Well, okay, so Persona 5 launched worldwide in 2070, uh, 2017. I was about to say 2077. That's funny. Uh, it, it launched worldwide in 2017, but Persona 5 Roy, uh, Royal, which is was like an enhanced ver- version, had a wider release earlier this year. So Persona 5 Strikers is an action-oriented uh, take on the series from Dynasty Warriors developer Omega Force. But with, with Strikers, 
the premise of it is that it takes place after the events of the original story and Persona 5 takes place like strictly in Tokyo but it, it will also take place in, in uh, like six different cities and in, in addition to people who like I think if you pre-order the game you get like digital early access or something like that so the, the Persona 5 fans are definitely be, have been taken care of and the developers are, are trying to I mean they're trying the best I mean you never know if they're trying the best or not but basically with, with this type of news that I'm seeing it, it seems like they're really trying to please their fan base with well they're trying to please the Persona 5 fan base so that that's that, that's something that's pretty commendable and and because not a lot of developers really care about the like they act like they care but they don't really care about the fan base if that makes sense like with square enix marvel avengers they just put out k bishop i don't think nobody's playing that game well i don't think anybody's playing that game but they still putting out news acting like people's playing that game and it's all because they don't listen to the fan base like people ask them, like i didn't know bugs and glitches was such a problem <laughs> until i played marvel avengers like I, I think i said that in the last segment i don't run into bugs and glitches often so when i run into like when i run into like game breaking bugs and glitches it, it's something that really stands out to me because it's not it's not too often you get um it's not too often you, you just play a game on your console run into a mission and then run into something that doesn't let you advance to the next mission like it's just like y'all didn't see this at all when testing the game like it was just so no none of the testers ran into this exact problem that i'm facing right now and it's just hard to believe that so with persona 5 strikers getting back into i went on a whole marvel tangents i don't know i don't know if y'all uh can tell when I go on my Marvel tangents that that Square Enix really scarred me with that Avengers game. Like that was just, just just spitting faces of spitting the faces of all of all the huge Marvel fans with that video game. But anyways, back to Persona 5 Strikers. It seems like their developers actually care about the fan base as they're giving them different iterations of the game, and they're really uh, trying to just handle this franchise will care as they keep putting out new and more content for their fan base so uh, from the looks of this game it looks like it has an anime style like um, it has an anime like art style and there's like different versions of the game so for for this game, the digital deluxe edition gives players early access to the full version of the game, February 19th, while the standard edition launches on February 23rd. So you can get an early edition, which is what I was talking about. And the game, the digital version also comes with bonus content, like a digital art book, soundtrack, soundtrack with over 40 songs behind. It's only I don't know if it's just me being like uh, me being like a bully or something, but like it's funny when they say soundtrack and they say with over forty songs. Like, what if like thirty five of those songs is just trash? Like, why they why they tell us the number of the songs like it matters? Anyways, um, behind the scenes videos 
Persona Legacy soundtracks for the game, Persona 1 through 4 Golden, and in-game items. So you get a lot with the, with this digital deluxe edition, which, I mean, I guess you should as you're putting your faith into the game that's not even out yet to, to give it your money, but uh, pre-ordering the game is, is a huge deal with, with developers because it just helps them market it and get more like um, people to, to buy into their stock. They said that this would be the first time that Persona, uh, Persona 5 game releases on Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam. And they said that the PS4 version will be com uh, backwards compatible compatible for PS5. Which shouldn't have said that the PS5 is backwards compatible for the PS4. Anyways, um, I'm read. This is from an article. So the Persona 5 Strikers. The impressions of the RPG for most people is that it, 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 it's pretty good. Like, like you should, they're saying that the, the fan base should be excited for this to come out in, in February. So, um, yeah, that's all I really have for the Persona 5 Strikers. Hopefully, I covered enough of the details to satisfy Persona 5 Striker fans. And nothing really else to get into with that. So, just let... Uh, click my link in my bio let me know what do you think of persona 5 strikers coming out and do you think it would be do you think it would be a good game or not so getting into the overview of episode 25 we got to the quarter of the pod with juice world and killer roy reminds me of you that song was pretty fire uh i don't think it's as good as the other collabs Actually, I think this is probably on the bottom of their like collabs, but I think they make such great music that even if it's on the bottom of that list of the collabs, it's still it's still solid. Then you, then we got into some music with Jack Harlow talked about his uh, latest debut of an album. Very commercialized. Second track had one of the highest. Second track had one of the best streaming artists in the game right now. So I think Jack Harlow is going to be here for a little bit. And it seems like he's rapping in a way to try to create longevity for his career. Getting into gaming, we talked about Mass Effect 5, or that's what we're calling it right now. As we don't know the title, we just got a teaser trailer at the Game Awards. Where it was basically teasing that this may be an addition to the original trilogy and not a sequel to Andromeda. But... We do not know yet. And then we ended it with pop culture getting into Persona 5 Strikers, talking about how the game is, or talking about how the developers really are taking care of the franchise and just putting out great games and product for the fan base. So yeah, that's about it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast. And don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Also, make sure to share this podcast and as this helps the show reach more people and rate this five stars on, well, if you're on Apple Podcasts so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect.